Blog Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by Solar City, your source for clean, sustainable energy. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, your host, and we have two female duos with us today, four fabulous women, four fabulous talents, and both very, very different. The alt-rock country band Crimson Calamity will be with us, and the ethereal folk rock duo Steps of Doe are also with us today. So this is going to be a great show. Don't, don't, don't touch that dial. Well, I am Patrick O'Heffernan, your host here on Music Friday Live, and I want to remind everybody that this is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, so you can call them, 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. If you're sitting at home or sitting at work, actually, on your computer and you're looking at that PowerPoint, but you're listening to us, you can email questions. And you can email them to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com, okay? Now, before our first guest comes on, I want to tell you that tonight is a big night for music in Los Angeles. That's right. Tonight is the Guitar Center Singer-Songwriter Finals. And they're going to be held at the fabulous and legendary Troubadour. That's on Santa Monica Boulevard. Unfortunately, it's not open to the public I, But um, I'm sure there will be videos of it uh, all over the place afterwards. There are five people, Bennett Glasscock, Anna Johnson, Joe Marson, who was on the show uh, last week, Kate McDowell, a good friend of mine who's also been on the show, and Lenita Smith. All are the finals. And uh, Bennett's from Alabama, uh, Anna's from uh, Nashville, Joe's from Brooklyn, Kate and uh, Lanita are from here in Los Angeles. Thousands of people entered the contest. That literally thousands of people. And it whittled down and whittled down and whittled down to these five finalists. And they've already actually won a lot. They've they've each won $10,000. They've run a they've won a truckload of equipment. For those of them who aren't based in Los Angeles, they want a trip to uh, Los Angeles to, to be there tonight to play on stage. I'm going to be there, and if they're going to if they'll let me, and I don't know yet if the, if the, they'll let me, but if they'll let me, I'm going to shoot some video and post it on the website, so you will be able to uh, see what goes on at the Guitar Center Singer Songwriter Finalist. Now, this is really important. In addition to the, uh, the grand prize, which is $25,000, the winner gets a spot on the Jimmy Kimmel Show. That's right. The winner gets seen by millions of people all over the country, and that is a major career booster. So I, I'm not going to say who I'm rooting for. Like I say, I, I know two of the people that are going to be on stage tonight, so uh, we'll just let that be. But um, I wish everybody the best of luck. I will do my best to get some video and post it on our website for you. Okay, we're going to take a quick break now. And uh, when we come back, Steps of Dough will be with us. And believe me, you've never heard anything like the Steps of Dough. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host here at uh, Music Friday Live, and I want to say hi to all of our uh, stations out there, uh, particularly to our stations in uh, Florida and Washington. And I want to welcome our listeners on this, that's on the CyberStationUSA.com network and their radio affiliates. And, and for those of you who have tuned in uh, 
to uh, net to us online. Keep in mind that the cyberstation.com, uh, the cyberstationusa.com network actually broadcasts us an hour later. So you get to hear us online now. You get to hear us an hour later. You also get to hear us on at midnight because a lot of stations uh, repeat us on midnight. And you can download us as a podcast. So wherever you go, we're there. Incidentally, we're also on Stitcher. If you want to talk to our guests, you call in, 347-215-7511, or you can email your questions to musicfridaylive.com. Now, if you're listening to us on a podcast, you can still email questions to our guests. We will forward your questions to them so they can reply directly to you, unless you tell us differently. That is, you want us to take your email off so you don't get put on a a, a mailing list. But you can send us your questions, and we'll forward them on to... uh, to our guests and they can get back to you. So just because you're on a on a podcast doesn't mean you're not part of the show. Well, if you take two talented women kind of killing time during a summer program at Cambridge University with perhaps a little bit of alcohol, and then you add guitars and mandolins and dulcimers and banjos and laughter, you get Steps of Dough, also known as Kina Batty and Molly Fowler. Harkening back to the high point of American folk rock in the 60s, Steps of Dough has performed everywhere from Wii TV to the ticket machines at a L.A. metro stations. Sometimes they sound medieval with angelic voices and fast-picked strings that paint images of castles and unicorns. And sometimes they bring in the funk and rock rhythms and distortions that few, if any, unicorns have ever heard, but would probably like it if they did. Their debut album, On Returning, is due out in a few weeks, and they're here to tell us about it. Kina and uh, Molly, welcome to Music Friday Live. And pardon me if I mangled your name there, Kina. I'm sorry. No, you were 100% correct. Well, thank you. All right. You also got my name right. Oh, well, I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) First, just to make sure our audience can tell you apart, could each of you say your name and also tell us the instruments you play, starting with you, Kina? Okay, I'm Kina Batty. I play guitar and mandolin, um, and I sing vocals. And Molly? And I'm Molly Falk. Um, I play guitar as well, and the banjo, the mountain dulcimer, and I also do vocals. Well, you two are so interesting, and you make such beautiful, fascinating music. I, I just have a ton of questions for you. But first, <laughs> I, I want to give our, our listeners just a, a little sample of, of what I call the Steps of Doe magic. This is uh, Beneath the Shadow of the King. Stunning. Uh, it, it sounds like it starts in 12th century England and moves through time and space to the stage of the Roxy last week. Uh, how did you, how did you two develop such unique music? Oh boy, <laughs> um, I think we just both come from similar musical backgrounds. That's probably the beginning of it. Um, I really like. Uh, the medieval sounds that a lot of musicians were accessing in the 70s, and we're both huge fans of Led Zeppelin and Fleetwood Mac, and they definitely were influenced by that culture. We also um, we have a different style of writing, I think, too, where we don't usually write songs together. Um, 
we write them separate from each other and then bring them, you know, to a band practice and um, then we develop them further. So when, you know, the first time I heard this song, um, because Molly, most of it, um, she brought it to me almost, you know, almost perfect. And then from there, um, I wrote the mandolin part, we arranged it, um, brought in some different sounds. And um, I think because we do it that way, we it's written separately and then we come together later, um, I think it really adds to the way the song forms. Well, yeah, and also... Go oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. You're the one being interviewed. You talk. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, I was just going to say we sound medieval a lot of the times just because we harmonize in fifths. So it sort of has that Gregorian chant thing going on behind it. Okay. And that's all, all right. I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Beneath the Shadow of the King sounds like a love song. Um, It also sounds sexual, and it's tragic. Uh, Let me read some of the lyrics. Um, Long you held me in your grasp, your conquest ended fast with a scepter made of brass. I forgot my name beneath the shadow of the king. Now, is that an ancient story, or is it personal experience, or both? I'd say it's a pretty modern story. Uh, it's it's mostly about feeling uh, a little bit out of control as a female in the music industry, actually. Uh, hmm. uh, feeling um, like the men that are have more power in the music industry sort of taking advantage of us, I'd say. Interesting. But it sounds ancient. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, maybe it's an ancient problem. Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the album on returning. Now, you have a Kickstarter campaign that's up online now, and that's to stock your merchandise table and print CDs. What's the status? Can people still donate? Um, well, we are happy to announce that our Kickstarter is fully funded. However, um, we are still pushing the campaign. Um, We're currently, I think, I checked a few minutes before um, we called in, and we're about $300 over our um, goal. So we're really hoping that this doesn't discourage people from donating because the sky's the limit. We want to make, you know, as much merch as we can um, now and in the future. So everyone, please still donate. Okay. And if they donate, is this like pre-ordering an album? Do they get an album? Yeah, there's there's a bunch of different prizes, um, albums, digital downloads. Um, if you donate thirty bucks, you get a shirt. Um, you know, if you do a hundred dollars, you get a free music lesson from one of us. Um, so there's lots of incentives. Wow. Yeah, and free- if you if you donate ten dollars or more, you're getting an album. So it basically is a pre-order. It's a pre-order. Okay. Well, for all of you who are outside of the LA area, you'll have to fly in to get that uh, that music lesson. <laughs> But for or everybody you can else, buy us it. <laughs> that's true. You're right. Uh-huh. Um, but 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 for for the East Coasters, you probably want to wait a while. Um, yeah. So let's. So, but if you do want to pre-order the album, which I guess won't be out till the end of the month, uh, the way to do it is to go to Kickstarter, look them up. Uh, how would they find you under your names or under the name of the album? Under the band name. Under the band name, okay, under the band name, and uh, donate $10, and you're on the pre-order list. Now, you, you, you two have been crisscrossing the L.A. freeways playing your music, but, but one of my favorite videos of you is singing in what is pretty much the opposite of a freeway, and that's in an L.A. Metro rapid transit station. Could you tell us about that? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll start. Um, a friend of mine... Emma Burton is a um, makeup artist, and she hooked us up um, with the Metro, um, and they were working on a campaign basically just to educate everyone on how to use the Metro system. Um, So we just wrote a little jingle um, telling people how to reload their tap cards, which if you don't know, the video is pretty informative, I would say. (laughs) And it's on YouTube. Well, I, I think it's great. I, I, I love the whole idea behind it. Uh, now, the other thing I love is, is, is your music. And there's uh, 
you have a skill in creating a rainbow-colored landscape of, of loneliness, actually. It's kind of remarkable what you do. So let's listen to an example of this. This is Love So Fine. Now, that's a story of loss, but, but it shimmers and sparkles as you sing, I had a love so fine, washed away white. What's the inspiration for that? I, I hope you didn't have a, a lover lost in the surf off Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the inspiration, I hate to say, was from a past relationship that existed up in the Bay Area and... I was also reading, what was I reading at that time? I think I was reading The Sea, The Sea by Iris Murdoch, and I was just thinking a lot about sea imagery, and I ended up sort of crafting this lament about breaking up with someone that sounds like, you know, they were a sailor that died in the <laughs> ocean. <laughs> well, you did a, a wonderful job. <laughs> no, 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 no. Most musicians, uh, their, their own lives are the best inspiration. Now, your harmonies in that song, and in all of your music, actually, are so natural. Uh, do, do you have to work together on that, or did it just sort of happen? Um, I think uh, when we write a song, I know for myself that the harmony presents itself at the same time as I'm writing the melody, um, that being said, though, Molly is an incredible um, harmonist, harmonizer. Um, she's really good at, at writing these lines that are very close to each other, but still um, beautiful in a dissonant way. Um, so, uh, yeah. So um, Thank you. No problem. <laughs> but we, um, you know, it, it takes practice. There, It'll take, you know, a practice or two for us to really lock them in. But once they're there... You know, they're not going anywhere. We have some email here for you. And uh, before I read the emails, I just want to remind remind our listeners that we are talking with Kina Batty and Molly uh, Falk, the duo known as Steps of Dough. And you can talk with them. You can call in at 347-215-7511. Or you can, you know, if you're sitting here with your headphones on while you're at work and you want to email Email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Bobby in New York City says, Steps of Dough would sound perfect in Carnegie Hall. You should give it a try. Oh. Wow. My dad dad emailed their booking. He would love that. Let's let's get there, Molly. (laughs) We'll send him an email. I, actually, I think Bobby has has a point. I don't, know, I don't know if Bobby's male or female, but I think Bobby has a point that uh, that you fill a hall very richly. I mean, your music is is that kind of music. I could see you singing in a symphony hall. I don't know, have you ever done that? Uh, <laughs> um, no. no. <laughs> Probably the closest we got was the. Uh, the lobby of the metro station <laughs> um, <laughs> downtown. So, I mean, does that count? I would love to play in a beautiful symphony hall. but Maybe one day. You know, maybe after we release the album in a month. <laughs> okay, a all later. right. Uh, um, uh, Rhea in Seattle writes, um, Patrick says you use distortion, but I don't hear it uh, in what he's played. Do you, and what instruments do you uh, electrify? Um, We electrify, um, well, everything plugs in, but in terms of effects, um, we use a tube screamer, an Ibanez tube screamer on the uh, dulcimer, and on the mandolin, um, I use an electroharmonics um, 
cathedral pedal, which is, it has all of these cool reverby, crazy settings. Um, and I use um, a lumberjack. Oh yeah, I use a lumberjack as an overdrive pedal for my mandolin. Wait, 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 wait. Um, a, a lumberjack? <laughs> yeah, it's called a lumberjack. It's pretty great. Um, it basically um, sends it into overdrive according to how hard you hit the strings, which is great for me. So I can, I really have a lot of control over how um, distorted I want to sound, um, which is important because both of those instruments that we put effects on are very finicky um, when you plug them in. Um, uh -huh. So it's good to have a little bit of control on them. Okay. Um, in addition to the uh, the L.A. Um, Metro Rapid Transit Station, I also understand that you have a regular um, Tuesday night gig. You want to tell us about that? Yes. We play at the old place in Malibu. Uh, it's in Canaan Canyon every Thursday night. We are lucky to have that gig. We walk around like a mariachi band that plays folk music, and we play for tables depending on whether they want us to play. <laughs> um, but it's a good time. I'll have to, I'll have to go out and and and, uh, and listen one of these nights. But you also, and that's incidentally, that's, that's for all of our Los Angeles listeners uh, that's out in Malibu, and actually it's kind of inland from Malibu, but it, it's, it's definitely worth the trip, and it's beautiful country too. Now, you also uh, did a, a Wii TV concert. How did that come about, and what was it like? Well, uh, we got invited to play on an episode of a TV show called It Girls. My dad produced it. It's a reality sort of beauty contest type thing. And uh, my dad is a huge supporter of our music and wanted us to get on the TV. So he had us come <laughs> one day and they filmed us playing our single beneath the shadow of the king okay all right i didn't know about the the dad uh, <laughs> connection there yeah, um, dad connection. Uh, lupita in san diego says um you should bring your tour here to uh, ucsd i think the music department would love to hear you and might even sponsor you, huh, you that's down great my my sister actually uh, went to UCSD um, and lived there for a while. We we played a show once down there at um, the Tin Can, um, and we have every intention of, of playing there again. We love San Diego. Okay, all right. See, the, the uh, your your intuition was correct, Lupita. Um, <laughs> let's pick up the tempo a bit here with a what I call a spooky song, but it's one I think that uh, we can all relate to. Before we get into um, who the ghosts uh, that are chasing you are, or you're chasing them, um, is that a stand-up bass back there on the eighth notes in tandem with the snare drum? It's not. No. Uh, it's, it's our producer, Devin Geyer, just playing an electric bass. Oh. Sounds yeah, like stand-up, though. It, it yeah, does. he's amazing. Got that depth to us. Now, now tell us about the ghost. Um, um, and. These apparently ghosts whose companionship you enjoy, and you call them nameless lovers by my bedside. Who are these ghosts? Um, oh, the ghosts are the ghosts. Oh man, I am trying. Are, are, I feel like Nina should explain it almost. I'm not doing a good job, but I wrote this song <laughs> when I was 19, and it's feeling really far away. Um, okay. It's basically yeah. the. It's basically like past. Uh, hanging on to past experiences, past loves, and it's a confessional song okay. about me not being sure whether I want to still be thinking about them or whether I can't help it. <laughs> Probably the latter, since you wrote a song about it. Now, Probably. all of your all of your songs, except the L.A. Metro song, evoke a kind of cold and loneliness, and talk about lost loves and. 
Uh, do you do any happy songs, or do they all like this? <laughs> that's You're such that's happy hilarious. girls. <laughs> yeah, we we have people tell us we should write happy songs, but you know oh, I didn't we're not say, unhappy I didn't say people. you should. I'm, I'm not giving you advice. <laughs> I'm just asking if you do. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're as melancholy girls. <laughs> yeah, but we're not. That's the funny thing. <laughs> you don't sound like um, it. Yeah, no. you know, we just when we wrote this album, it was just this interesting point in our lives where we had just graduated from college, and you know we weren't sure what we wanted to do. Couldn't really find employment. Um, you know, we were both in relationships that ended up not working out around the, almost the exact same time. Um, so it just really heavily influenced our music, and it was nice to have someone that understood all of those feelings and could also put it to music with me. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, we, we, have, we have plans to write the, maybe a happy song. Yeah, well, maybe happy in a, song. In a bigger <laughs> Maybe an upbeat <laughs> song with, with a, a weird, sad backbone. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I, I I don't know how to how to respond uh, re- respond to that because I wasn't asking you to, to to write a happy song. I was just wondering. You know, well, actually, what what brought that on is that in listening to the whole album, and I've listened to the whole album a number of times. Uh, there's there's kind of a structure to it, and there's a theme to it. Now, did you sit down together and say this is how we want this album to be? This is the structure, this is the theme, this is what we want to, to broadcast on it, or did it just kind of come about organically? Um, yeah, it definitely just happened organically. Uh, Chasing Ghosts, which we just heard, Molly wrote that before we even met, years before. Um, and then the last song um, I wrote maybe a year ago, a year and a half ago. So the the album spans, you know, five years maybe, Um and it wasn't until after when we looked at all of the songs that we had that we realized there was this theme sort of sneaking around underneath everything. So, Okay. All right. Uh, we've got some more emails here. Um, Melissa in Minneapolis wants to know, uh, she says, Do I hear a harp? Do either of you play the harp? That, uh, if she's talking about on Chasing Ghosts, that is a harpsichord, actually. We don't uh-huh. play the harp. Um, that's a, a MIDI harpsichord that you're hearing. Very okay. subtle behind the tail end of the song. Well, well that's interesting. A harpsichord is, is not a very common instrument, and I have actually have a friend who plays the harpsichord, and there aren't a whole lot of them around. Uh, do, does, wow. one of you, does one of you play the harpsichord? No. no that, was, um, <laughs> that was our, our producer, Devin Geyer, um, decided to add that in there. Um, when we were mixing everything, we just felt like it needed a little something extra. So that was his addition. Okay, well, it's a great addition, and obviously somebody picked up on it too. Now, we have time for, we have time for one last song, and I've, there's a song that you on this album that kind of feels like anthem rock, and, is, and to me is absolutely the most exhilarating combination of clashing guitars and mandolins I've ever heard. Let's, let's play a little bit um, of Bring Me Home. Oh, 
Okay, we're back now. Now, that that song just sort of blows me away. Um, I know your breakout song, your breakout single is Beneath the Shadow of the King, but to me, Bring Me Home is, is iconic, it, it, especially given the title of the album. Um, who wrote that, and who's playing the guitar in that? Um, I wrote that song shortly after I moved back to Los Angeles from the Bay Area. Um, and the guitar, um, I'm playing acoustic, and um, Devin Geyer is playing the electric. Well, I, I love it. Uh, that's, uh, that, that's on repeat on my playlist. Right? Oh, thank you. Uh, so we are about out of time, and that's a real shame because there are m- more great songs on the album, um, and the album is, is, of course, Returning Home. But um, folks will just have to buy it. Now, once again, tell people how they can pre-order the music and also where they can see you live. You can pre-order our album through our Kickstarter for $10. You get an album for 30 bucks. You get an album and a T-shirt. Um, and you'll find it on iTunes on March 24th. It's Steps of Dough on Returning. And then if you want to catch us live, we're doing an album release show at the Hotel Cafe on May 8th. That's a Friday night at 9 p.m. Okay, everybody got that, and I, I will be at that show if I can uh, make it. So, Keena and Molly, thank you so much for being with us today, and so and thank you so much for your music, too. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Uh, that's Keena Batty and Molly Falk, Steps of Dough. Check them out at www.stepsofdough.com. We're going, to, we're going to take a quick break, do a little business here, and when we return, Crimson Calamity. Don't go away. This is hot, hot country. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. And we're back. We're back at Music Friday. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, and, of course, we would love to hear from you. You can call in, 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. Or you can email us. You can email us at Music Friday Live. I want to give you a quick word from our sponsor, Solar City. Now, as you know, solar power is a huge win-win for homeowners, but a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge because of the upfront cost. Well, Solar City will allow you to do that. You can go, you can go solar for zero upfront cost on approved credit. Solar City will come out and install a solar system on your home for free, and you only pay for the power you use. So, if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. How do you find out? I got a phone number for you. You knew I was going to do that. Nine zero nine six one eight sixty nine. That's 909-618-6937. Tell them Music Friday sent you, and you will get a discount on your order. That's 909-618-6937. Well, what is country music these days? Uh, A lot of critics and a lot of artists are asking that question. Uh, The old-style hat music is still with us. That's the music where everybody in the band wears a cowboy hat. But since the days of the buckaroos and ghost riders in the sky, a lot of very talented folks have added rock and blues and even a bit of rap to country music. The result is what I call uh, Not Your Father's Country Music. Well, a band that can write, play, and sing Not Your Father's Country Music with a flair and an attitude is the duo known as Crimson Calamity, a.k.a. Mallory Trinnell and Lauren Harding. Mallory and Lauren have taken country music to a new level with a power and a skill that commandeers your ears and won't let go until you're dripping with sweat and begging for more. Their breakout song, Line Em Up and Shoot Em Down, was soon followed by three equally irresistible tunes from their debut EP, All in the Cards, which is due out at the end of the month. But we don't have to wait until the end of the month to hear it because Crimson Calamity are 
here now with us, and they brought their music. Lauren, welcome to Music Friday Live, and Mallory, welcome back to Music Friday Live. Thank Good you. Morning. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we go any further, so our audience can tell you apart, could each of you say your name and the instrument you play? Uh, Lauren, you first. I am Lauren, and uh, I am a vocalist with Crimson Calamity. And Mallory? And I'm Mallory, and uh, I, I, I tinker on a few instruments, but I'm mostly a vocalist in Crimson Calamity as well. Okay. Well, Mallory, when you were on the show in November, you hinted at Crimson Calamity, but we didn't talk about it. And now you have an EP coming out. Congratulations. Well, thank you. We're excited. Well, before I delve into your deep, dark histories, uh, let me remind our listeners that the EP is called in, It's in the Cards. It'll be released on March 31st online, and then you have a CD release party. I believe it's April 4th at the Hollywood's Famous Hotel Cafe. Um, is there any way that folks can pre-order your album? We are not doing a pre-order. You have to buy it when it comes out. <laughs> okay, all right. So, and, and if they're going to keep track of you, they should go to your website, right? That's correct, uh, www.crimsoncalamitymusic.com. Okay. Now, given the nature of this EP and of Crimson Calamity, I have to ask you, do either of you have country roots, you know, training in Nashville, cowboys singing in your family, drunken boyfriends who died playing cards, any of that stuff? All <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, of the above. We, yes, yes. <laughs> we both um, grew up singing our whole lives and um, I definitely grew up listening to you know Patsy and Johnny and Elvis and all of the greats and um, I had a bit of you know vocal training um, growing up and a lot of that was was country like you know I sang a lot of country songs and um, Mallory grew up in Utah and on a farm so (laughs) she definitely (laughs) Knows firsthand the country life. (laughs) Okay, well, that counts. Uh, Well, speaking of drunken boyfriends, of which we don't really need to speak, uh, a lot of country songs are about alcohol, but usually from a male point of view and often somewhat celebratory. Now, there's a song on your album which um, is kind of from the other side of the glass, and uh, let's take a listen to this. Yeah, that's a perfect way of saying it. I think you're talking about rock bottom, right? Here it is, black bottom. don't mince words, do you? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> um, I especially, I love the way your techno-prisoner's style of music matches those lay-down-the-law lyrics. And, and there's a great line in there. Um, Whiskey's a bitch to get out of your system is one of them. Another one is, you're not going to lose your rocks if you ain't got them. Um, would you care to elaborate <laughs> on either of those lines? I mean, to me, it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, you know in our minds this young lady's just about had enough and uh, if if this gentleman wants to you know have a little bit more fun with her he's going to have to take care of some things okay all right well congratulations I think you 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 put the style and the lyrics together absolutely perfectly um, thank you 
Uh, we're, we're talking with Mallory Trinnell and Lauren Harding, better known as Crimson Calamity, about their new album, All in the Cards. And you can talk with them. You can call in at uh, 347-215-7511. Or you can email your questions in at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Okay. Oh, we do have an email already. Uh, Lauren in Massachusetts, who lists herself as number one fan. She wants to know, where do you draw your inspiration from when you write a song? Do you typically have lyrics down first and then come up with a melody, or does the tune come to you and then you add the lyrics? Um, for I think, you know, every song is different for us. Um, you know, for example, Rock Bottom, Mallory, just we were, you know, just, talking about some frustrations and Mallory started playing the melody and uh, you know we both just started writing and and that song came to us in about 20 minutes whereas you know um, our song Dead Man's Hand that took a, a lot longer for us to work out and that definitely was you know start we started that song with lyrics and um, worked on the melody from there so it just depends on the song for us Okay. Um, incidentally, would it be fair to say that um, you now the listening to that song and the way you lay down the law there, would it be fair to say that you're continuing the history of what the New York Times called feminist country, that songs written and sung by women like Dolly Parton and Miranda Lambert and Ashley Monroe that put self-directed women in the center of the music? Well, we are definitely big advocates and fans of all those ladies you just mentioned, so I would have to say yes. I think that would be more than fair to say that we we admire them and we want to continue the movement that they have started for sure. Definitely. And then, are they part of your inspiration? Oh, oh yeah, sure. Definitely. Okay. Well, I want to play um, uh, one of those songs, and, and maybe one that's a little ambiguous on the feminist front, but this is a... This is a song from uh, your your Tuesday acoustic video series. In the wind it creeps, like the love I have for a wanted man to only me as hard would speak. A price on his head, plenty wanted and dead, and I suppose that he was too. But to many that man was a hero, and it happened way too soon. Oh, going to avenge her man's murder we kind of leave that open-ended we we want the listener to fill in and decide <laughs> uh, i think i think she is <laughs> yes now, definitely uh, <laughs> i've heard two i've heard two versions of that song uh, the one we just played uh, and then the acoustic video session version and both are fabulous but this one is Thank pretty you. heavy rock, and later on in the, the song, you let loose with a very solid rock guitar riff, and then you slide kind of back into country twang. D did you have to work on that one to get the rock country balance just, just right? Yeah, that one was a little bit more of a challenge for sure. Um, I, I think that Lauren and I both definitely love classic rock as well as country, and we're big fans of people like Brandy Carlisle, but then we're also big fans of people like Grace Potter and the Nocturnal, so... We we kind of wanted to infuse both of those elements into our sound because um, it just comes natural to us. So that one, it took some balancing, but I I think we got it for the most part. I, th <laughs> I think you got it, too. Uh, while we're on the topic, uh, tell us about the acoustic video sessions. Now, I've seen one of them, which seemed to be taped in a cave. Um, and I know that the We Are the West Band does taping in a cave for the acoustics. Is that why you, you two rent a cave with your musicians? 
It was actually, it's an old gold mine that um, our director knew about, and we thought it would be a kind of a cool, because we definitely, uh, you know, have nods to the Wild West and definitely have elements of that with our within our aesthetic and in our writing, and we thought that would be a pretty cool idea to go shoot a video in, uh, you know, a live acoustic video in an old abandoned gold mine. Um, so that's what that was. And the other ones, we, we filmed around different areas and um, for the other videos, and they're all live and acoustic. You want to tell people where they can see them? Uh, yeah, see you them on our YouTube. Go ahead, Mallory. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was just going to say YouTube.com slash Crimson Calamity Music. We're going to be releasing um, one video each week before the EP drops. So you can get a little taste before you buy the full thing. And incidentally, for uh, for those of you who are just now tuning in to, to them, um, they're two beautiful women, and uh, they've got the costume down perfectly, so you really do want to look at the videos, too. Um, I was, I'm kind of curious, is how are you received in the country world? Well, it's funny you bring that up, because we're just barely about to kind of like dive in head first um, and and really try and see. We're, we're planning to go to Nashville uh, sometime this spring and uh, play a few shows and, and kind of connect with some folks we've met before out there. And, um, and we're, we're interested to see what the answer to that yeah. question is. <laughs> we, we have, we have received a, a couple reviews from country blogs who, who seem to have a very positive, um, you know, positive things to say, which is great. And um, that's definitely making us even more excited to go to Nashville and, and see what happens. Well, along those lines, we just got a very interesting email in from uh, Mary Jane in Austin, Texas. And Mary Jane says, women are becoming a very big deal in country music, maybe even the dominant deal in country music. So I think that your timing is very good. You should check out Maddie and Tay. Oh, we love Maddie and Tay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we do. <laughs> we think they're it's awesome. For my uh, for my listeners who don't know Maddie and Tay, uh, you should um, go to YouTube or Vimeo and check out their video. I think it's called "A Girl, Girl in a, a Country, country song. song." Yeah, it's really up in hell. It's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, their yeah, video is um, hilarious. For for the women in the audience, look at it first before you show it to your the men in your life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's hysterical. So, and, and you know, I, I think that um, um, Mary Jane in Austin is onto something there because I see an awful lot of, of we used to call them girls with guitars, and they aren't anymore. Mm-hmm. They're they're becoming a dominant force in country. Um, not all of them are what you would call feminist. Uh, there are a lot, an awful lot of girls with guitars singing and about getting drunk in pickup trucks with their boyfriends, but. Um, there's a lot of very, very good female music out there, so I think that she's right. Your timing is exactly perfect. Um, now, you two have been working solo and also together since you studied Broadway music in college. Now, I understand that you sat down and you just sort of purposely laid out this band as how you're going to collaborate. Uh, am I correct in that? Yeah, it it ended up being a very purposeful venture. Um, we'd sang together for years already, and... One day we we were writing a song together for a completely different purpose and it happened to be line them up and shoot them down and um, we kind of just got this feeling and kind of looked at each other and went, I think we're going to be in a band. I think we're going to do something with this. And it just evolved and evolved and evolved and you can't stop it now. It's doing what it's doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, since you mentioned uh, line them up and shoot them down, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's take a listen to that. They say that I ain't 
shoot them down. What a great song and what a great story. So, first of all, which of you is the best shot? <laughs> what kind of shots are we talking about? Um, well, later on, you've got a song that talks about a 45. So, what about that shot? <laughs> I think we're about equal. Okay. I know. We, yeah, we but haven't really had a we haven't had a competition with that yet, quite yet. But uh, I think we're going. That's definitely in order. That'll be a great yeah, video. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you could do that one with Dead Man's Hand. Yes, definitely. True. Right. Now, Good. <laughs> a little high noon. Uh, seriously, uh, it seems that each of the songs, as you said, is, is unique. Dead Man's Hand tells a long story, and Rock Bottom and Line Them Up get to the point very quickly. And the one we're going to play later, Pistols, um, is kind of an advisory um, to people, um, to guys. Uh, is, uh, is it safe that, that, that you approach each differently when you sit down and write them? I think you, you described that, uh, that you have to because of the way they are, but... But does one of you just kind of come to the other and say, I got an idea? Yeah, we both come to each other with ideas for sure. And we we have been, you know, just continually writing. There's a there's a whole bunch of other Crimson Calamity tunes that are going to be coming at you later on and um, and in the live show as well. And and so we, we have a good energy between the two of us. There's a complete trust there. So, you know, I'll bring an idea to Lauren or she'll bring an idea to me and we'll just sit down and, We'll work on it till we feel like it's right, and we just try to remain open and kind of be little conduits and let the energy come to us and and write good tunes. Okay. Um, Susanna in L.A. just emailed in, and she says, when I go to see you live, are you going to be carrying six shooters? <laughs> if they let us bring them in. Yeah, I don't know if they'll let us go in the venue with those, but. No Not <laughs> in California, try. you don't. Okay. Uh, you quote uh, your band's namesake, Cal- uh, Calamity Jane, and she said at one point, I figure if a girl wants to be a legend, she should just go ahead and be one. Are you two on your way to becoming a legend with this band? We wouldn't mind. We, yes, we definitely wouldn't mind. We definitely are avid, you know, that that quote definitely has spoken, you know, it speaks to us, and we're both advocates of, of you know, kids in general just really following their dreams, and especially you know, young girls. You know, you know, just being confident and following their dreams no matter what, and um, not letting anybody tell them no. So I think we uh, we hope to follow that ourselves, and also hope to inspire that as well. Well, I think you're doing it. Uh, it sounds to me like you're doing it. Now we have time for just one more song and this is a song that's really solid country um, but of course you know it's got the uh, uh, Crimson Calamity twist to it this is about a pair of pistols You know, somehow, as I listen to this song, I, I get the, uh, the feeling that uh, this is about a lot more than pistols. Uh, so <laughs> did, did one of you find yourself left at home by a man and a couple of 45s laying on the uh, the kitchen table? Or is there another source for that uh, that story? It's more of a metaphor. <laughs> I thought um, so. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I just, it's a public service announcement. You got to be careful, you know. A lot of these guys, they want to date a girl who's a pistol, but if you're going to leave her at home, you just better be prepared for those consequences. That's all I'm saying. That's all we're trying to say. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, well, you do it quite well. I'm, uh, <laughs> and particularly since I gather that neither of you are really gun toting cowgirls with a pickup truck idling outside and open bottle of Jim Beam on the front seat. Uh, so you. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'm wrong. Um, now, you've got a, a CD party uh, coming up, and, and why don't you tell us about that again? It's going to be at the Hotel Cafe? Yes, we're playing at the Hotel Cafe on April 4th at 11 p.m., and uh, it's going to be a fun night. 11 p.m., huh? No, you got the, the yes, prime spot for the Hotel Saturday Cafe. Okay. Yes. And, and you're going to, will you have a full band with you? Oh yeah. Okay. Yep, we're gonna and, throw uh, a big old party. It's gonna be fun. When you, uh, you you play with a band, who all's in the band? We have a wonderful pair uh, that play with us continually. Their names are Jess and Jake Perry. They're a married couple. They they're on guitar and bass, and um and we we uh we're also have a drummer and uh, we have an accessories player named Adam who's probably gonna join us and. And we may bring in a fiddle player and all kinds of stuff. We're just going to go full on with this. So it'll be a really fun time. Whole hog, as they say. Well, I, I take it that uh, the two regular musicians that you mentioned, they're the two that uh, uh, we can see in your uh, your acoustic uh, videos, right? That's yes, correct. they yes. are. Okay. She's a heck of a bass player. I really, that's yes, very, very nimble. Yeah, very good. And again, I want to recommend everybody go to, to the the uh, Crimson Calamity YouTube channel and check out their acoustic series because it's a lot of fun. And also, just because it's acoustic doesn't mean you don't get to see them in their full glory. They are fully <laughs> costumed and they're fully singing. This isn't uh, sitting around in their uh, in their living room someplace. <clears throat> it's actually it's in, an, in in a gold mine. Well, we. As as we're, we apparently we're having too much fun because we are just about out of time and uh, oh. um, and I love your fascination with the Wild West and I love the way you have uh, incorporated it into not only your music but your imagery too. Um, but like I say, dis- despite the fascination with with your music, we are out of time. But one last question. Now that you've got, now you're about to release this album. You're going to do some touring to support the album. Do you have other songs lined up? Are you ready to go for another album, late, maybe later on in the year? Yeah, we we're writing all the time, and and we're definitely going to be releasing more music, you know, in the near future after this one. So, um, definitely yes. Okay, and should we also be on the lookout for um, solo performances? I have a feeling you'll you'll see that from time to time, but this is this is our our baby right now, and we we love being in this band, and we're best friends, and we we love performing with each other. So we're just going to do it as long as we possibly can. Okay, well I hope that's a long time. Uh, Mallory and Lauren, congratulations on a fabulous foray into country music, and based on this EP, I think that the the legend status that Calamity Jane talked about is not too far in your future. Thank you both for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank, Thank you. you so much for having us, Patrick. Lauren Harding and Mallory Trinnell, a.k.a. Crimson Calamity, their new EP, It's All in the Cards, is due out at the end of the month. Their CD party, release party, is April 4th at Hollywood's Hotel Cafe. Check out their website at crimsoncalamity.com. You've been listening to Music Friday with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Blog Talk Radio Network and our, the CyberStationUSA.com network and all of our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feed, and you'll get a real-time update on our guests. You can also, next week, we're going to have a special guest here. For those of you who've been following on the web, we're going to have the director of the famous the soon-to-be-famous film, The Wrecking Crew, a film about the legendary L.A. session musicians who actually played on the records that many people bought, I bought, in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. They played on those records instead of the bands who were on the label. So that's next Friday. We're going to talk to the director of The Wrecking Crew. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our 
intern is Angeline Serrano. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday. Have a great musical weekend. 